Okay, before we jump into today's show, I have something really important that I want to talk to you about. I'm working on this a really kind of a top secret project, something that I'm really passionate about that I think is going to help a lot of people. And I wanted to see if I could get your help. Now, I'm not going to talk about exactly what this project is, but let's just say it's specifically designed for people who do not yet have a real estate business. They wanna be in real estate. They love the idea of starting a wholesaling or a flipping or a buy and hold kind of a business. They've been listening to my podcasts or other podcasts and they really wanna get started, but there's something holding them back. There's something that's keeping them from doing it. It could be their own self-doubt. It could be friends and family telling them they're crazy. It could be as simple as they just don't have a plan. They don't know where to start. They don't even know what to do first. Like, how do I start this journey? I want to help with that. And by you reaching out to me and telling me that's who you are, that you're that person who wants a real estate investing company, whether it be a side hustle or you want to do this full time, you want it to be your main thing. Either way, if you haven't gotten started and something's holding you back, I don't care what it is. Could be, like I said, you, could be your family, could be your spouse, could be just lack of knowledge. Like you just don't know what to do first. You don't know how to start. Or maybe you don't even know what it is you want to do in real estate. You don't know if you want to flip. You don't know if you want to be a wholesaler. You don't know if you want to buy rentals. If you fall into any of those categories and you want my help with it, I am offering that to you right now. All you have to do is go to mike at juststartrealestate.com and put in the subject line, help, and I will reach out to you. I don't care if you've never done anything before. If you're completely green and you don't have a clue as to where to get started, that's the person that I'm looking for. And maybe you do know what you want to do. Maybe you know exactly what you want to do in real estate, but still something's holding you back. You have some fear or something. I want to help you get unstuck. So please take advantage of this opportunity. Reach out to me, email me at mike at juststartrealestate.com, subject line help, and I will get right back to you. We'll set up a time, we'll hop on a call, and we'll chat. I want to help you get unstuck so you can move forward and realize your dream of having a real estate investing company. So reach out to me, use that email address, subject line help. I can't wait to hear from you. All right, guys, let's dive into the show. You know, you're not going to know everything. You know, you surround yourself with some some people that are smarter than you and they answer your questions and then you can sort of feed the, the end result to, you know, your end buyer or us. You're listening to the Just Start Real Estate Podcast. If you're serious about your real estate investing business and need real answers, you are in the right place. And now, your host, Mike Simmons. Hey guys, thanks for being here. Thanks for joining me on the show. I appreciate it. You're in for another good one. I have a guest on the show that I know personally is a good guy. I think he's going to be someone everyone really resonates with. But listen, if you're new to the show, I want to say thank you for being here. First of all, if you have been uh, to this podcast, listened to it, enjoyed it in the past, and you're back for more, thank you as well. I really appreciate it. Guys, if I could ask you to do me a quick favor, if there's anything you can do for me to show that you appreciate the show, go and give it a rating or review in iTunes or um, uh, Spotify or wherever you listen 
listen to the show, go and give me a rating review. I would really appreciate it. It makes a difference and it helps the wheels go round. All right, guys, let's get to it. Today, I've got somebody on the show. Uh, his name is Bentley Pugh. He's a friend of mine, someone that I met a few years ago. He's in the Seven Figure Flipping Mastermind, which is a mastermind I've talked about on the show before. It's just an incredible group of investors who really support each other. We share ideas, we share what's working, what's not working. We hold each other accountable. We meet up a few times a year to kind of spend time in person when 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 that was a thing you could do. We've been doing it virtually now for a while, but just a great thing. And this this is a good this is no, is a great example of someone who joined the group. Uh, he already had some some things going and some successes, and he joined to fill in some of the gaps of things that he didn't know. And this is his journey kind of from that point. So. Uh, uh, he started though real estate like got into his blood in high school as a senior he had a project he had to do regarding real estate and it sort of started the wheels turning for him he started a landscaping company after high school and in 2006 sold his landscaping company and became an agent and he was kind of more interested in the commercial aspect of real estate since then he's evolved from a real estate broker to managing managing his own family-owned real estate investing firm beachworks llc uh, he wears a ton of hats. He's primarily responsible for business development, managing new construction listings, and overseeing the developments and acquisitions of his company. He's a smart guy. He's a great guy. I've watched his his business evolve and grow over the last few years, and I really wanted to bring him on to give you that perspective. So guys, without any further ado, I give you Bentley Pugh. All right, Bentley, thanks for being on the show, man. Thanks for doing this. I appreciate your time. It's really cool to do this. We don't get a chance to talk one-on-one like this a ton, so uh, I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, no, I appreciate you having me and uh, the opportunity. Yeah, for sure, man. Well, listen, I know you a lot better than people listening probably know you, so let's dial back a little bit. Talk about what you did before real estate, how you got into real estate, and, and kind of what that process looked like uh, back before it all, before you became the guy that you are today. Um, yeah, you know, I went to high school, went to college, uh, studied business and marketing, um, started a landscape company when I was in college, just to you know, work, <laughs> get extra side money. Yeah. You know, and and then and then essentially, I I, uh, I realized I'm like, man, this is going to wear on my body. Um, I don't want to be out in the weather. Uh, and then you know, I just thought with the same amount of effort that I was, you know, just going for it or giving 110 percent in, in this landscaping business, I, I could, you know, make a lot more money in real estate. You know, yeah. <clears throat> and um, you know, even back before that, you know, I had a high school, uh, you know, senior project where. Uh, my dad's like, you know, maybe you should get into real estate because we had a family business. And I was like, you know, it was sort of corporate. And I'm like, you know, I have no desire to have uh, wear pointy shoes and a collared shirt and whatever. I just <laughs> yeah. want to, you know, work hard and put deals together. Yeah. What, what was the project? What was the senior project? You know, it, it was, it was, you know, like a career. What do you want to do? You know, what would you might potentially want to do in the future, gotcha. you know, and, you know, at that age, and even in college, you're just like, I don't know. And you're taking all these classes. And so I went around and, and I, and I interviewed, you know, uh, residential brokers, commercial brokers, leasing apartment guys, but And actually what, what I decided from that, or what I took from that is, is I wanted to sort of, you know, start at the bottom, which is not the bottom in a bad way, but just sort of the ground level, which is the residential and yeah. then sort of work my way into where, what, whatever direction I was going into. 
Gotcha. You mentioned your your uh, dad had had a business. What was it exactly? What was his business? Uh, it was it's not even a real estate business. It was a it was a healthcare emergency room billing company. Okay. And and so he's just a business guy, and and uh, you know he uh, knows my personality and my strengths and weaknesses, and he's just like you know you could go out and do this, and I think he would be good at it. And yeah, you know, there's obviously a creative side to real estate too, which is fun, and it's 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 never the same. Yeah. It's never the same thing. Yeah, totally. So that landscaping business that you started, um, mm-hmm. was it, how did that process go? Was it successful? Did, did, was it like something that you could have kept doing or like, w- what was the success of that business? And what did that, what did you learn maybe in that first venture that, that you carry still forward? Um, it could have been successful. You know, it was just, it's always hard work when you're setting anything up. Yeah. Um, or, or you dive into it and you just sort of give it your all. Um, I, I think really it, it just was, you know, it's like doing a real estate deal. You can either focus on these types of deals over here that make, you know, X, or if you focus on the bigger deals, you make more and it's the same amount of work, Yeah. you know? And so, and so it's like, you know, if I'm focused on bigger deals, uh, either hopefully I'll have more money and then I, have more flexibility and more time off or whatever I want. I have more options. Sure. You know, sure. and that's one of the reasons why I pivoted from landscaping to uh, uh, real estate. And, you know, and I think, you know, sometimes you, you, you just only have so much time. Yeah, that's totally true. So you said you talked about getting started in like single family real estate. What did that look like? What was your first foray into real estate and how did you approach that? Uh, I was working for a company up in Seattle, Windermere Real Estate, you know, and, you know, hey, you want to buy your house, and you, they, they make you sort of connect with your sphere of influence, and you send out letters to friends and family, and yeah. that's sort of weird in the beginning, obviously, because you're like, hey, yo, <laughs> yeah. you know. And so uh, I did that, and and um, and I just knew that you know that emotional side it wasn't really for me, and I wasn't super passionate about. It. You know, you throw these people in there, it's it's hard to you know you have to look out for their best interests, but you know you want to put deals together, and and at that time you know, in the two previous cycles, you know, it's, it's like, you know, they're beating you up a little bit. They're like, Oh, you, you know, this other guy will buy me a TV and you know, you're just like, and, and so I knew I was going to get into the investment side or the wholesaling side. And, and it's sort of a, a 180. It's like, I have something of value that they want and they need. So there's a mutual respect there, Yeah, you know, and it's a game changer. So it was, you- at least for me and my personality. Yeah. So when you started, it was real. It was a realtor. Your your that your relationship was with that of a realtor with your clients. Um, so yeah. how long did you do that before you started down the road of being the investor, the investor side? Oh, probably five or six years. Okay. You know, but I, but I was sending out letters and stuff like that when I was an agent. Yeah. And and sort of wholesaling. Were you? Did you represent buyers and sellers, or were you just one side or the other? Both. I was just whatever I can yeah. absorb and learn yeah. and get and yep. transactional. I wanted to get those up. Okay. So when you, when you five or six years later, when you said, I want to, I want to be on the investment side of this now. Well, I guess, first of all, this is probably a question people have. Did you continue to be an agent and do those activities or did you just switch and said, I'm an investor now. I don't want to be an agent so much. Well, we, we started, um, that's a good question. So we started a new and my family started a new company. And it was me and my brother-in-law that, um, you know, started out and, and, um, my family is sort of in the background and I was, you know, used to putting, 
procuring off-market deals together and negotiating. And, and really, I'm more, I was, became really, a, my niche was a land agent. So I was running feasibilities, looking at dirt, uh, you know, and then I started, you know, feeding our pipeline for our company. And, and um, so I, I pretty much stopped, you know, putting people in my car, listing homes, you know, yeah. I think the, the, what, what we, what we did do that was similar to, you know, being an agent is, is when we sell investments to investors, we ask that they list with us or we, we, we actually require it. Okay. Okay, cool. That's cool. So when you went to that investor side, you, you told me, you just said you were looking at dirt. <clears throat> what all, like, what did the business structure look like? Were you guys just dealing in land? Were you doing development stuff? Were you building new, new build? Were you flipping houses? Like what, what were you primarily focused on? As a company, well, I, I, you know, so this was probably back in 07. So the market was just crazy. There's a lot of distressed pop property, a lot of bank owned property. You know, for us, we had capital when we started out, which, which was very rare in that time. Mm. Um, we were going after large, untitled, distressed development properties. Mm. So maybe they didn't have, you know, the CCNRs done, or maybe they didn't have all the permits signed off, or, you know, they were new construction projects. And so yeah. we were targeting stuff by the FDIs. See, um, we weren't really, we would do a couple flips here or there, but, you know, the, sort of what I was communicating before is the same amount of effort you can do on this. It's the same amount as a, as a flip, but the dollars are bigger. Yeah. So how did that business go and has it changed since then? Like what, what does it look like now as opposed to what you were doing back then? Yeah. I'm, you know, I mean, you know, real estate is sort of like a, a chameleon, even where we're at now, you have to be constantly adjusting and, and, and thinking where the market's going to go. Yeah. Uh, so for us, that stuff was drying up and, and there was probably, you know, maybe three or four years or five years. And I don't remember when it dried up. And so then what we would were doing was there was no new construction. Yeah. So we started building that pipeline of, of new construction product, and you know, and then you know, for faster money, we do a flip here or there. But really, our our ammo or our target was you know uh, single family houses and townhome projects in the core of Seattle. Oh, really? You were building single family stuff. Okay, cool, cool. And yep. then was that through? So did that happen through the downturn in like oh eight oh nine, or when did you start that 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 part of your business? I, w- I would say it was probably like 2011 or 12. You okay. know, I think a lot of the 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 projects that were unentitled or unfinished, those were were drying up. The larger ones that we mm. were targeting, yeah. Um, you know, flips they're always a dime a dozen out there, but um, and so we started transitioning to the new construction to fill up that pipeline. Gotcha. So how did you learn that new construction world? Because that's it's different than flipping houses. It's different than land a little <laughs> bit, like because. How did how the new construction single family stuff? How did you kind of cut your teeth on that? How did you learn it? You know, I I saw that um, in our market, you know, it's sort of a rule of thumb that if you sell somebody a piece of dirt, you get the listing. Mm-hmm. You know, and 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 it's sort of like a multiplier. I mean, you know, you can get paid on the front, which maybe the acquisition's five hundred, and then and a new construction of uh, a million, so you get three percent on that. And I'm like, you know that's where it's at. You know, that's the sort of time and energy. And and then also it's sort of a a dumb whammy that feeds our our pipeline. But, you know, I think it's, it's, it's really just trial and error. You go out and, and you try to sell some, you're like, Hey, I got this zoning. And they're like, well, what's the size? And you're like, Oh, it's this. Well, what's the length and width? 
it's this. And you sort of start getting a pattern of like, Hey, you know, I got this zoning and it's 50 by 100. I think we can put, you know, and you just start, you know, doing those types of things. And then you you grab an architect and and they sort of, you know, you're not going to know everything, uh, but you, you know, you surround yourself with some, some people that are smarter than you and, and, you know, they answer your questions and then you can sort of feed the, the, the end result to, you know, your end buyer or us. Did you have struggles with contractors? Um, as far as like lean releases or... No, or, more like showing up, doing the work, the quality of the work. Uh, not really. I think, you know, like if, if, if we would have changed our model from like... Because we can use the same subs from from, you know, the broken new construction projects and roll them over to new construction. Sure. But if we were going to build an apartment building, we couldn't use those, those same subs. So those, that's a different relationship. Sure. We can't even use our new construction subs on like a flip because they're just not really into that. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And so it's, it's really all about that, that relationship. So our relationships or our model never changed. Gotcha. But I think it would have. Yeah, totally. So you changed your model in around 2011. I get that. It's 2020 now. We're kind of heading into something, some changes that are probably going to take <clears> place. <throat> what does your business look like today, like right now or over the last 12 months? What kind of a business are you running and what are you? What your, what are your plans going forward? How do you plan on pivoting or addressing the market as we see it coming? Well, I, I think that, um, you know, my sales team was, you know, targeting new construction sites or townhome sites or whatnot. And what happens is, is those don't get paid out for sometimes six months or nine months or whatnot. And yeah. in 2018, in June, in the Seattle market, even though it's a strong market, everything sort of came to a screeching halt for about six months. Hmm. And so, uh, so I started, I'm like, hey, you know, we need cash flow, we need deals. And actually, that's when I joined uh, the group with you guys because yep. I'm like, you know, I thought I was better than I am, but I was like, ah, my systems and processes aren't really as good as I thought. Mm. Uh, and we wholesale flips and whatnot before, but um, what we did with, you know, when talking to you guys is, is we sort of ramped that up a little bit more to fill in the gaps, fill in the cash flow, you know, potentially do some lending on that kind of, on those types of deals. Yeah. Yeah. So, okay. Um, I mean, go, go ahead. I'm sorry. Go ahead. I had a follow-up question, but oh, I want you to finish. Yeah. No. So right now, I mean, we're still targeting our, our core business, which is, you know, single family, uh, new construction or townhome sites. Cause that mm-hmm. just sort of feeds us, um, yep. you know, that creates the wealth, you know, the deals just sort of pay the bills. Um, and we're still going after single, single family flips and stuff like that. And we're wholesaling all of those different types of projects. Okay. So you brought up the seven figure group. Um, you joined that a few years back, just out of curiosity, because you know, we, we haven't really sat down and specifically talked about this ever. I don't think in great, great, great detail, but what you, you had, ex- you had extensive experience in the industry for sure. What, yep. what did you, what did you pull out of that group? Like what was the benefit to you of the group when you, when you joined and had it some time in there and exposure to folks? Well, I joined that group um, just because it's it was nobody that I knew. I wanted transparency, so yeah. there's nobody in my market. Yeah, and and I felt like I could take uh, the the model that that everybody else had in there and apply it to dirt. Yeah, you know. Yeah, and and that's you know, and it's paid for itself uh, a lot, and it's just really the systems and process, you know, just yeah. 
uh, you know, moving forward, getting a little bit better, working on something, you yeah. know, but it's, it's paid off tremendously. Yeah, that's awesome. I, I, I had the same experience. I, I had been in real estate for quite some time before I joined the group back in 2015. And uh, I, I wanted the same thing. I wanted to hear what people had to say who had businesses that I didn't have or maybe bigger businesses or they had the systems and processes. And it was from, I, I knew, like it's hard sometimes in your local market when you go to a RIA and you collaborate with someone or talk to someone who's in the same business, like how much are they really going to give you? Like most people will not just like show you exactly what they're doing, which is fine. But it's sometimes it's helpful to be in a group of folks that just don't care. They're not in your, they're not in your market. So they couldn't care less. Uh, you know, they want you to succeed, obviously. Well, you know, it's different too. I mean, depending on where everybody's business is at, yep. um, uh, you know, there's different challenges that they have. It's, it was, it yep. was interesting because when I came into the group, I sort of, I went backwards where, you know, from the ground up where I wanted to revamp everything on the systems and process. But, you know, there's other conversations that as far as cash flow, P&Ls, um, how I look at m- multiple entities, mm-hmm. um, you know, I was already experienced with that where I can yeah. add some value. Yeah, that's huge too. You're right. You're exactly right. It's not necessarily what all you can take, but you brought stuff to the table that other people needed. It's just a it's just a good situation. I've talked <laughs> about some big flipping quite a few times on the show, so this isn't necessarily an ad for that at all. It just comes up because that's that's how we met and it's how I know you. But um, yeah. definitely something people should consider is getting into a group or, or put, surrounding yourself with people who are ahead of you in business, a little behind you in business, people you can help. Sometimes helping people helps reinforce what you already know and kind of, you know, makes you realize some of the things that maybe you know that you're not doing as well as you used to do potentially. Um, but just plugging into that network of folks that are that are interested in helping have the accountability. I mean, you know, if you think about it, you know, you join one of these groups or co- accountability coach or whatever. I think the group is different than accountability a coach. Uh, but, you know, it will pay for itself out of one or two deals real quick. And you'll yeah. realize that, you know, and it's also about failing fast. You know, I mean, I'm, I'm a, I've never really had another job outside of work for myself. And so, you know, the amount of time and energy it takes to fail and go backwards and learn, I mean, it takes a long time, you know? And so if you can surround yourself with, with folks that have already done it and like, and basically replicate what they're doing, I mean, that's, you know, that's not an ego thing. That's a smart business decision. Totally. Yeah. People, sometimes people think you have to like, reinvent things or you have to man you can be so successful being the least creative person in the in the room just by taking what other people are doing that's working <clears> and just applying it the way that they applied it like, you know like don't try to change the recipe if the recipe works use it and if you apply it and it doesn't work as well then then change it for sure but using i, I always say it but using other people's uh, hindsight as your foresight is one of the most powerful strategies in business just let other people tell you what they found and just apply that right people always say 20 hindsight is 2020 you know if i could go back with what i know now i could really crush it <laughs> but it's like you can't go back but just go to someone who's already been where you are and walk that path so I love it, man. I love it. I Listen, I don't want to keep you super, super long today. I definitely wanted to get you on and hear your story. What do you have going on? Like, what's the what's the plan going forward? We're, we're potentially, I don't want to put words in your mouth. I don't know if you believe this. I personally believe that the market is going to go down in terms of like uh, the value of, of real estate um, for a number of reasons. But if and when that does happen, or maybe you don't think that's going to happen, but I'd love to hear your thoughts on how you're positioning yourself and your company for the next 12 to 24 months. Yeah. 
I think that, um, you know, it's interesting as, you know, when I was, I was sort of Johnson notes down about what I want to talk about, but, you know, as, as, as you're ramping through these cycles and you get more successful, it's, you know, one of the things I learned not in this last cycle, but the previous cycle is, is just because you're making money doesn't mean you have to spend it. Yeah. And that's a big, big deal, uh, for right now. Um, and, and so we were just sort of hoarding cash for a long time. So we're in a great cash position uh, to either weather the storm or um, buy properties, you know, yep. whatever that looks like. We ha- we have that option and we're not stressed out about stuff. Um, I think that, um, I think that, you know, we've, we've looked at our, at uh, who's on our team and our expenses. And, and when you're ramping up also, there's a lot of wasted things that, that you really don't need. Yeah. You know, that, that, that really, I mean, you know, as you, as you, as, as I was going through these struggles and I'm still struggling right now, it's like, I'm like, do I need that? And you really don't know. I just went back to my core business and now I'm kicking butt again. I've evaluated if there's a return on employees, you know, and some of them we, we had to go in a different direction with, but I've, I've cut my spending probably, you know, 10 to 15% and really it's not really affecting my business. Yeah. Yeah. That's one thing about times like this that do for you is you, you figure out how to do the same with less. And then you realize, why did I even have that? Like I, we did the same thing. We, we kind of modified our personnel a little bit, fancy way of saying we let some folks kind of move on. Um, but you realize you didn't, maybe didn't, you, you were a little bloated in some areas. So it's, I think that's totally legitimate. And some people look at that as like, oh, we're, you know, we had to cut back Sometimes cutbacks are okay because they, they teach you how to be more efficient and a little more lean. And there's nothing Absolutely. wrong with being lean. I think that sometimes people get a little bit, you know, too fat because they, they equate number of employees to <laughs> success, right? And it's just not. I would rather brag. I would rather make a million dollars with five employees than make a million dollars with 10, right? It seems like simple math, but some people like the thought of being able to say they have 10 employees. And it, but whatever. It's just not, it's not necessary. And I think we learned that in these times. Um Listen, man, I, I don't know if you uh, if I'm going to be seeing you in the next few months or not. We don't even know what's happening with the next few months in terms of being able to see people, but I hope to see you soon, man. I appreciate you doing this. You're a good guy to get on here and uh, you have nothing to plug. This isn't like you're trying to sell something. So you just did it uh, because we know each other and you were, uh, you were willing to come on here and talk about yourself and your business and some of the things that you learned. So thanks for doing that. I loved having you on. I, I appreciate you doing this, man. Yeah, appreciate it. Uh appreciate the opportunity and uh you know if i can always help out let me know i will do that man thanks we'll see you soon hopefully yep all right guys hopefully that was as fun for you as it was for me bentley's a good dude got to know him uh pretty well over the last few years and watch his growth of his company uh and i thought he would be a really good guest to have on um started started off you know he's never worked for anybody else like he said so it's a little different than some folks some of us have these nine to five jobs that we hate for a number of years before we dive into it he's been doing it since day one he's been out there grinding hustling and growing a business and learning how to be a successful entrepreneur entrepreneur for basically his whole life and uh, it all started with that first you know that first project in high school that he had to do and uh, went the realtor route for a while which a lot of us do and then dove into the the investment side so it was a a fun journey it's been fun watching him grow and learn and and contribute to the seven-figure flipping community Uh, if that's something you guys are interested in we didn't really talk a ton ton about it a little bit at the end 
Uh, but if seven-figure flipping, if being part of a mastermind is something that you think you would benefit from or you want more information, you can always shoot me a message at mike at juststartrealestate.com and uh, we can chat about it if you're, uh, see if it's a good fit for you. So anyways, guys, hope you enjoyed that. Get out there and get started. Bentley has been hustling and grinding, like I said, his whole life. Trust me, if I would have asked him, he would have told me. Nothing happens until you take action. So get out there and take action. Make today the best day of the year so far. All right, guys, we'll talk to you next time.